program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. All right, back at it. Happy Wednesday, everybody. That is a, a perfect intro for who we have today because he is uh, ice cold on the basketball court, just draining things left and right, and hot in looks. That is the uh, the great PG joining us today. What's up? Man, basketball. When was the last time you played basketball? It's been a while, man. Yeah. Even got a hoop at the new crib, but... A, I haven't even taken a shot yet. I but I did go to play it again because I was in there. I had to buy a few things, and I was like, there was like a used basketball for like six bucks. So I grabbed it. I was like, man, I'm going to do it. And I still haven't made still a shot. shot. Yeah. I live right across from a basketball court. And we, we go out there. I still don't let the kids beat us. I, I don't of they, course. They won't. You can't. They're, they're getting close. They try. But, and they think they can. But. Um, have you have you announced? You're not at the golf course anymore. Not at the golf course. So have you announced to everybody? I think I've heard you. Yeah, somebody talk said about yesterday it. called about it. Um, so yeah, start a new job this week, and it's been great. Yeah, I'm excited to because uh, be I, able to do that and be a part of it. I was going to tie all that in, but I actually broke my foot playing at Gainesville Health. Did you really? Yeah. So um, anyway, and then I had to go to uh, to UF Health get some. Yeah. And um, I left there with a cast on, and I was like, really, man? I was like 22, but oh, anyway, geez. yeah. And then I was realizing once I became an adult and I had kids of my own playing basketball every day. We had a good group though at Gainesville Health. We went at the same time. In fact, Dooley used to go at like really? five in the morning. No way. They had a they, they had an old timers crew up there at five in the morning. And those guys didn't get hurt because they didn't really beat each other up. Yeah. They kind of, you know, a little defense when they needed it. You know, like if it was to 11, maybe at 10-10, they started playing. Getting after it. Yeah, but it wasn't bad. And we had a good group. We had a lunchtime group, so I used to set my classes around it. But um, I love the game of basketball. In fact, the Gators are going to be playing soon. Mm-hmm. So, Isn't that crazy? It is. A lot of new guys. Um, I just started really kind of, I wouldn't say fixating on that, but starting to like break that down. And uh, I like the roster. Yeah, so. I ran into Torian Green the other day. He was uh, very excited about the group, and they're actually I think moving him into more of a coaching role now too, as opposed to the uh, the, the director of basketball operations. So yeah, he was excited. I think they're going to have a true point guard. Um, mm-hmm. You've got some guys that can play defense, and I think just like we have talked about with Billy Napier for all these years, and learning what he needs to do from year one to year two. I think Todd Golden's in the, in that same thing. I think both of those guys came in and said, wow, like I don't know if this was maybe what we thought or this was the league and this is that. So they had to learn, like I'm learning on my new job in, in week one, but you know they, they had a year to understand it. And I think just like hopefully now we'll see with Napier after the big win, then Todd Golden will be in that same boat. I, I have... I have high hopes for Golden. Yeah. I just have a feeling about him. And it's not even going off of last year, but like you said, I think he's learned some things. He's built the roster. More size, mm-hmm. uh, more ball handling, hopefully better shooting. Yeah. But I kind of see him building it. Yeah. Um, and obviously you can see that with Napier. Uh, but two years ago, or a year and a half ago, I was I – was, 
I was a little worried, but I think we were all a little shell shocked from from kind of the previous years. And we can go into Mike White and all that, but like, just never turned the corner. Close a couple times, and then it was a you know, it, they they kind of got some of that backlash, probably a little too early in their tenure. Sure, Golden and Napier, yep. right? Um, but I, I just have a good feeling. I, I mean, kind of reminds me of Billy in some ways. Agree. He does he's smart? Um, coaches the guys hard. They all like him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem to lose guys. No. So we lost the bowl kid. That was a recruit. That was weird. He went to Old Miss. Got, the seven got, footer got paid a ton. Yeah, but Old Miss has that kind of nil to come in on Florida. It just. But Florida's in on a couple big time recruits. Uh, so I'm hoping. I mean. He's doing his job behind the scenes, Golden, as is Napier. Yep. So it doesn't. I don't think it stops the train here. No, so. not at all. All right, um, don't stop from calling. Calls have been great the uh, the first couple of days. Maybe the uh, the last day of continuing to talk about Tennessee, but I think it's certainly worth. And and with PG today, we'll we'll be able to do that. Just where now, all of a sudden, this program is, and I know even from this show, I was able to listen to Steve a little bit uh, this afternoon. It seems like Gator fans, like even the ones that we're going to lose to Tennessee, we suck, or now all of a sudden, like we're going to beat Georgia, and it's it's a little odd. So so don't by any means think that that's going to be the case. But it is amazing how one win like that can completely change the mindset of people. And and Steve reminds everybody of that. <laughs> He's like, I'm the dean, and he, oh, this was funny. I've been. Yeah. He's heard this one. In a way, he is right because we can go back in a short sample size and go back to Utah Mm -hmm. last year and the win then and then the loss this year. And they look totally different, though. Sure. With the offsides penalties this year and the procedural stuff. And, you know, we had the third string quarter. We lost the game, you know. But to last year, we're going to be world beaters. So that's why I'm a little tempered still, but it's it's not the same. It's like two knee injuries aren't the same, mm-hmm. right? So watching the Florida defense, that is a much better defense than, than that's been here for I don't know how many years. What would you say? At least three or four. Yeah, at least, right? Yeah. And that shows statistically. Mm-hmm. But like Jackson throwing guys down. We didn't have any physicality no. like that. Uh, safeties, corners that could run. Those are objective things. Me and you have talked about like, the safeties here, Torrance and the other names alluding me, ran four eights at the combine. Yeah. Right? And uh, Kirby Smart talks about verified speed. And I and I kind of used to laugh at that, but now I understand what it is. They don't want to see it, you know, from your high school coach, because you never know who's timing that, right? They're getting that from these combines when they go and we're much faster, we're more physical. Is that going to translate for the rest of the year? Much better chance. Mm-hmm. Deeper, even if young depth. So I just think the defense is a lot better. Now, that doesn't mean they won't go out and lose to Kentucky. I hope not. Yeah. I don't think I'm saying that. No, but I, I know. that's kind of where we're at. Like, how about we go out and beat Kentucky this year? Yeah, because now, okay, and the crowd was tremendous. And I think they were a big part of helping the Gators win. And I think we saw at Utah where the crowd against the Gators affected them and some of those procedural penalties and not doing things the right way. So now, okay, you figured it out. Or at least at home you have. Are you going to be able to do that when you go to Kentucky in two weeks? I think that's to me. So whereas the Tennessee game was one of those, I want to wait and see what happens, and then we can kind of gauge where this team is. It's obviously better, 
but I still think you still need to gauge where they are by going on the road because as loud as Utah was, and I mean, I would I would give them credit. That student section got after it really, really good. And even with fifty one thousand people, they they were loud. Kentucky's a lot more than that, and, and I think those fans are psycho. Do so, you, do you think? I personally don't like noon kickoffs. I just don't. No, I think it'll help Florida. Though. Me too. Yeah, I think that does help. Is that a time difference up there? Are they central? No. Okay, so it's still Eastern time. Yes. Okay, I, I didn't look at that. But anyway, I think it does help because, first of all, you you can't get too oiled up, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. you're going to be – and then, but sometimes Florida at noon games – I do think it helps Florida. I remember going to Vandy for those yeah. noon games. It took Always. them a while to wake up. Yeah. So are they going to be ready to play that early? So I, But I think the crowd won't be as into it until they realize that they're down or something. Mm-hmm. So – I don't know that Kentucky. I hate to look forward because you got to get this win. We're yeah. talking about how many wins can you get this year? Sure. You lose to Charlotte and everything goes away. You, yeah. you shouldn't. Right? No. No matter what. If if Florida loses to Charlotte, I will <laughs> streak. You gonna go? I'll, me and Jose will walk naked down University. You good with that, Jose? Why are you including me in your plans? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not scared, right? You got it. You flaunt it. I don't know. I, I'll I'll get back to you on that. Right. I'll be in on this plan. I'll bail you both out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I just – I don't know. I'm already looking at Kentucky. Yeah. I just – it's not as big as Tennessee was because they've righted the ship somewhat, mm-hmm. a, a big big what. But you, they played well against the Gators. They've kind of done to the what the Gators did to them for so many years over this small little yeah, stretch. last couple of years. So can, and they're not playing well. It was at Akron they played Kentucky, and they struggled in that game. Quarterback took a lot of hits. I rewatched a lot of that. Um, they're not as good on the offensive line. That coach has been there a long time. They're still pretty going to be physical. They mm-hmm. just are, but I don't think they're as good at quarterback. Nope. Um, but I'd like to win that game. And then you say we beat Charlotte. We're four and one. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. If you would have asked me at the beginning of the year, and I'm jumping way ahead. See? Yeah, <laughs> but that's pretty good with Tennessee and Kentucky, two Eastern teams, and no losses yet. Yeah. So I think that's the way you, you have shape, to look at man. it. Yeah, I, that would be huge. And th- th- this is doable. Like you listen to Shane or Doug, they they were saying that this was doable before they beat Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Cornelius Ingram was on today with Stephen was talking about a little bit about the Gator game, and he went back to the Utah game. You know, and he's a great coach. He's playing. He's going to coach in in the college ranks at some point. But he said, you know, the Utah game wasn't that bad. Like I know. Mm-hmm. Like you fix those things that they they blew up on themselves, and they might win that game. Agreed. So you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm really optimistic, man, but I'm still reserved. So. I, I think that's the right way to feel. It's good because right. yeah, you still need to see them do it on the road in a hostile environment. See if how, especially all those young guys and how they can handle it. Well, if you can handle PG today, give us a call three nine two eight two five five. That is the number for our MRI Titan. Hotline, and we will get after it when we come back here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Isabella Mascioli. The playoff-bound Tampa Bay Rays will be facing the Los Angeles Angels again after their 6-2 win Tuesday night. The Angels are looking to break a six-game losing streak. Catch coverage of the game right here at 6 p.m. 
Florida Soccer continues their Southeastern Conference Eastern Division play with two upcoming matches. The team will be traveling to face Tennessee tomorrow at 7 p.m. and will come back to Gainesville to face Kentucky on Sunday. Also, some local high school volleyball games happening tonight, Oak Hall versus St. Francis and Buells versus Gainesville. Florida Softball has released its 2024 SEC schedule. They will open their SEC play against Alabama March 8th. This is your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Isabella Massimo. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gator Nation, how you doing? This is Jamil, owner of the Mealy Pop Shop, Gainesville's home for collectibles of all sorts, including every single type of sports card, whether it be Panini, Tops, Leaf, Upper Deck. We have it. Come on in, get yourself a box, a pack, get yourself some supplies, get into our breaks, get your Pokemon, get your Yu-Gi-Oh! All the other different kinds of TCG products that we carry and shop are always fully in stock. You can find our stuff on our website as well, mealypops.com. That's another way you can interact with the store, or you can just come into the shop. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunnies. Stop on by. We're open every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can check us out on our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, whatnot, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We'd love to see you. Come on out to the shop. Have some fun. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunnies. Be a part of the card community here in Gainesville. And always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Our old cheese has been around hundreds of years too. Exactly. Okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Meldon Law, we won't back down. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. No one likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout 
fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. ServPro is the only official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Scott Strickland, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, welcome back. Jeffrey and PG here with you today. It is a Wednesday edition of the Tailgate. And we go back to our Titan MRI hotline and get uh, John to join us next. Hey, John, welcome. Yeah, I I just wonder if there's been any updates on the uh, setter for the volleyball team, uh, Stucky. Um, Yeah. Yeah, she's she's out for the year, which is obviously really is, really unfortunate. Um, yeah. You could tell you. in that match too that once once she came out, it was different. That third set, but I mean they, they still took it took it right to the wire. But you know you're right. They're yeah, if I mean without her, and you could tell in the third and fourth set they weren't even really able to to spike it like they were in the first couple of sets. The sets were off, yeah, but, but you know ag- right. again, right. you know John, I, I think that maybe. Now, when you get the the new girl working with them, because she barely worked with the I ones anyway, idea. so hopefully, you know, the the more you get out there, and it, it might take a couple of weeks, which really sucks uh, because I mean they they had a chance to be really legit, and they would have won that match if she stayed in it. Yeah, and they had a chance to go far this year with her in there. But, sure, uh, we'll see. We'll see. They still got some good players. Thanks for the info. Was yep. it ACL or? Um, they, they yeah, they, they didn't they didn't come out, but it's a it's a knee and it, it, it's a serious yeah it's serious it's, it's serious okay 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 thanks, yeah. thanks John I, and I'm ready for Mary to to get it I yeah. thought she was gonna get it a few years ago you know that that big one yeah and, um, 2017 they had a really good chance they were really good yep and they went to the wire there and so yeah. I thought this might be the but it still might be teams come together you know yeah so hopefully like to see her get it man. And you know, speaking of knees, too. I don't know if you saw Nick Chubb's yeah. knee. That's, yeah, that's not good. I drafted him, man. Did you really? Yeah. Oh no, that that was not good. Running backs, man. I was just daydreaming today. Like when you pay them, you see how they're getting kind of discriminated on the pay scales. Sure. They should. Own. Is it harder now because of how big and fast and physical defenders are to to take those that many hits? I, I would say yes. I think I, that's biggest reason why yeah I mean we saw it even with with Princely the other day I mean you're supposed to have a quarterback in Tennessee that can't throw but he's athletic enough and Princely just ran him down so I mean you're talking about a D lineman running down one of the most supposedly athletic dynamic quarterbacks in the country and he caught him like it was nothing yeah so and that's where you and I've seen we've seen a lot especially in the NFL a lot of 
teams really struggling quarterback wise early on that are good quarterbacks. Burroughs one and Kenny Pickett and all because they have no time to throw anymore. It's it's crazy how it these D linemen are just so big and fast now. It is, and they're and they're all over. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, their ends, their edge. I think they have like six sacks and so many hurries, and they're yeah. they're they're always good on the edge. But it's every team now. I feel like even in college you see it. Uh, it started with Javon Curse. I, I feel like the, yeah. the freak, and now not they don't all look like him, but you see more and more of those guys. Yeah. Like they're kind of the norm now. That's turned Huge into that. Huge edge guys that look like strong side on the weak side running four fives. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. And I, it's, I mean, it seems so out of whack or not even fathomable. But you know, we've seen over the years in Major League Baseball, even in the NBA, they've switched some things because guys have gotten bigger. You know, even the the height of the mound, um, certainly where the three point line was, and different stuff. Like, can you do anything football wise to? alleviate that if defenses are taking over so much like is there something you can do to not allow them to get to the quarterback as quick i don't know well another thing that i heard the other day that made a lot of sense too is that the d tackles in the league and even in college now are much faster and what they'll do is they'll get them freed up more and i know aaron donald's a freak but donald's a good example he gets a ton of sacks used to be like the randall's space cloggers correct yep uh you don't see many of those guys anymore so You've even got those guys busting the guards because they've got a double team sometimes. Mm-hmm. Somebody on edge the guys. Yeah. I don't know what you do. If you spread it out, that gives them more speed. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what you can do. But, they're, but you're going to have to adapt. Another thing is like the Hall of Fame. The running back numbers are so much different than they were before, just like the wide receiver and the quarterback numbers are going to be. How do you yep. differentiate that to go to the you know Hall of yeah, Fame? Someday. It's yeah. a totally different game. It is. Yeah. So I agree with you. Maybe they got to start three yards behind the line of scrimmage. And then get a get a full head of steam. <laughs> and just run over oh. people. Oh, man. Yeah, tough. All right, back to the phones. Uh, Steven joins us next. Hey, Steven. Hey, a uh, couple things. First of all, I want to say I'm proud of the of the fans at the volleyball game. I had to run my wife around. And uh, <clears throat> shortly after 1 o'clock, the traffic on 2nd Avenue was all the way to 34th Street and just about all the way to 34th Street on on University Avenue. I mean, I always tailgate and never go up that, that far for football, but I can't imagine football was, is, you know, much worse than that. I mean, that was I was really proud of them. Uh, it was a good turnout. It's, it's really like you said, really tragic about the center. I think I agree. I think we could have won that if, if she hadn't went out. Yeah, and you uh, know, I think for for people that maybe don't understand volleyball enough, and they were there just to kind of watch it because it was the number one team in the country. They, I mean, you you could definitely tell a significant difference from Stucky to the backup. So, uh, and I mean, Mary Wise is a great coach. She's going to have to work harder now. Um, but it's it is almost like you're you're going through camp all over again because you're completely inserting somebody that touches a ball on every single play now who's the focal point of everything and and you got to train her to work with everybody so it's uh it's going to be hard but it it was cool I've never I I thought there was something else going on like the football practice facility maybe like a booster event or something because when you pull into that Odom lot I get there about an hour and 15 minutes early the line was already from gate one all the way down that sidewalk to the football practice facility and then up that road a little bit. It was insane. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it was insane. Um, 
the next thing I wanted to ask you specifically, uh, Jeff, um, I, I listened to that or read that article today about the management watch for, for Ironwood. Uh, I don't want, I'm not a golfer, but I don't want us to lose any more. Well, we got now four. Uh, what's Ocala got? Probably 30. Yep. Um, I don't, I don't want to lose any more golf. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think hopefully they'll understand over there the importance of what's done. You know, I think we've worked really hard over the last 10, 12 years to incorporate the, the community into stuff and kids and different things. I mean, we've always kept the rates somewhat down to allow people that don't have the means to, to play elsewhere to uh, to be able to come play golf. And, I mean, 45,000 rounds are going to happen this year. The, the amount of money is generated is pretty incredible. And, um, you know, I just – I hope that, that – that, I guess to – say it the best there's there's some people over there that don't understand golf that just look at certain numbers that it's not the right way to to approach it i mean there, there's a very easy way to do well um and ensure that the community's still taken care of i mean all the high school kids all the charity events and all these different things that that, that happen out there i just i don't want them to do something to ruin all that because there's there's been a lot of hard work put into that to make sure this community's got a place to uh, to do that and you know we'll see i just I, I think there's some people over there that know what the heck they're doing and know what's going on but i also think that there's some that could care less and i think it when you stop caring then that's that's the frustration and that's uh you know part of the reason why it's uh it was time to you know probably look in a different direction well, I believe it was Ward that said they would not be selling it, which is correct. Which is a good a good point. Uh, did they uh, hire somebody for your job? Uh, they're they're moving somebody up into that position. Yep. So a guy that oh, guy that's okay. been there for for twelve years does a great job. He's awesome with kids and everybody else. So I just hope they, you know, allow him the uh, the ability to be able to to do some of the great things that we can do. Okay. Well, thank you, sir. Sure, man. Appreciate it. So I was at the the Buholtz meeting, and we were trying to come up with, okay, who's going to head the golf tournament now that Jeff's gone? Who's going to help? And, like, it was it was an empty feeling, man. <laughs> so then I looked at Coach Brooks, and I said, well, you know, I think Jeff would still help, help out with it. And Brooks looks at me, and he's the Buholtz baseball coach, head baseball coach, if anybody doesn't know that. Yeah. Ron Brooks, anyway, great guy. He looks at me, and he goes, I, I, I looked at him actually. I was like, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "Oh, I'm texting Jeff, telling him that you nominated him for the uh, for the head of the the, the, the committee." Baseball. Yeah, did you get the text? I did. Yeah, I was like, I was going to ride. Yeah, I'm kidding, I did. Man. Yeah, so anyway. we'll help out. But it's good to hear that that the person I think is going to maybe take over over there is possibly going to get that role because the, I have a lot of memories out there, and, and yeah. you know, I'm involved with, with some charities and a lot of the youth sports in Gainesville, but. I don't know where else we would do things. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, Ironwood has even helped out with the banquets and, yeah. and sending kids all over. You know, a lot of people don't realize the city does not support youth sports. So I don't want to go on a tangent, but I'm going to say a little something. So like Citizen Field shares with three high schools, right? Yeah. And basically they're playing on crabgrass. Yeah, and the dirt. Turf, yeah, the turf hasn't been replaced in over a decade. It should be every three years. Um, it's embarrassing. And we have some of the highest taxes 
and I don't want to get political or anything. I'm just saying, like, that's not okay. The Martin Luther King Center is one of the only places kids can play basketball inside. Okay. The signups for that, the last time I checked, the kids signed up so fast and they run out of spots that they don't have a place. It, it can, it's like less than a day it's filled up. Yep. And then your kid can't play City League basketball. So what do you think those kids are going to go do? You know, like Not the right they thing. grow up mm-hmm. and we got to support them a little better. I think and Ironwood was big in all of that, man. And I'm, and I'm not just saying that because you're my friend and you're here. Yeah. But you did a great job and you supported a lot of things. And kids got to go a lot of places based on that and charity work, cancers, all kinds of things. Yeah. So anyway, they better not get rid of it. I'd be pretty yeah. upset. No, back back in the budget will be good for, for next year and then hopefully uh, many years beyond. All right. We need a break. We'll uh, do that. Come back. Continue. Chatting some sports, you're listening to The Tailgate. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We all expect quality in our service providers. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. Now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for nearly four decades from the fine folks at Quality Plumbing. Now you can always spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call the professionals at Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. Quality Plumbing since 1984. Their name says it all. License number CFC 043. We're constantly telling you about all the great things that you can go buy at Oaks Jewelry at a fraction of the cost of getting things at the mall across the street. And while that's still true, now's the perfect time to have Oaks Jewelry buy something from you. Gold and silver prices have skyrocketed. And if you got anything just laying around in the drawer or you just need a little extra cash, we'll take it to Oaks Jewelry and walk out of there a winner. The price of gold hasn't been this high in a really long time, so now's the perfect time to stop by and get the most out of it. Turn that old jewelry that you never wear into a great trip somewhere this summer. Oaks Jewelry, making people sparkle and smile for decades. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. You still can't find them? Just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need 
heat to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game? A call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. This evening, increasing clouds and a chance for showers. Storms that do pop up will move from southwest to northeast across our area, and locally heavy rain rates will be possible. Cloudy skies tonight, lows tomorrow near 70. Tomorrow afternoon, a mixture of sun and clouds on and off showers possible all day. And again, locally heavy rainfall will be possible, turning gusty tomorrow into Friday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah! Now, you know, you're, you're hearing conversations or analysts saying, you know, this paves the way for other black coaches. No, it doesn't. This is Deion Sanders. If uh, Yale decided to hire J.J. Watt to be their head coach, that's a famous person jumping the line. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes. And you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. This is Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays, and you're listening to Gainesville's only home for Rays baseball. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Uh-oh. You know what your uh, zodiac sign is? I'm a Leo. Let's see. You know, when you when you pull up a web browser here at the studio, it always comes up with these stupid pop-ups and different things. The hardest zodiac sign to date. i got to read the article and see, but if they say Leo, then oh. you get some problems. Yeah, I just it's the 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 what is it the the law of attraction. Yeah, I just try to think positive, man, and just you know let you it think? roll off. Because if you dwell, you know nothing but negative is going to come. So whenever I read those things, I try to get the positive out of it. That's right. And, you know, There's roll. always something there. All right, let's uh, get back to the phones and uh, have Antonio join us next. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, Zach? How are you? Oh, uh, it's it PG and Jeff. Oh, Jeff, Jeff. Sorry about that. You're good, man. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I called the radio station about two weeks ago after the Utah loss, and I told people not to overreact. Yeah. You know, like, we, I said, hey, we have watched football our whole life, right? Like, sometimes games, some teams start the season off slow. Sometimes some teams start off fast and they pick it up. That was a very impressive win. I just, um, I just saw the game, again, because I watch replays sometimes, and one of the things that impressed me the most was the way that uh, Graham Mertz escaped the um, pass rush. He he was pretty good at that. In the pocket too, mm-hmm. just sliding yeah. around, changed arm angles. I want to. I, yeah. I totally agree. Have it, it was it was a little Trask like the way he could slide, just subtle, yeah. create time. Yeah, I agree, Antonio. Totally. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. The patience he showed. Yeah, that was that was pretty impressive. I didn't. You know, coming from Wisconsin, you know, you heard, like, good things, you heard bad things, but he's, he definitely seems like a more um, confident quarterback playing here, at least through the first three games from what I see. Um, the young defense, they look impressive, too. Like, I, I like how those young guys are, like, just – they just playing like they're hair on fire. Like, 
I don't know if they fully know the playbook or not, but to see, like, those young freshmen and sophomores get to the ball and that South kid, he looked pretty impressive as well. There, there's a lot to like about the team, certainly, and, and we know the defense is flying around. The Gosh, the, the coaching is so much different, and you can see it. Uh, the energy is something that you got to really enjoy from that side of the ball, and uh, so much young talent, which is awesome to look forward to now w- with what's yet to come. But yeah, more than anything, Antonio, I, I think we, we've said this before in, in different ways, but Graham Mertz is a guy that knows the position, and I think there's a reason why Billy Napier chose to bring him in. Cerebrally, yeah. the guy knows what he's doing, and I think Billy Napier is very, very good at knowing offenses if he gets the right guy in there to do it. There's a lot of people that are flying open, and if you know where to go with the ball in this offense, you're going to be effective. I mean, guys, he's the most efficient passer in the league right now. Yeah. So yeah, he's tough too. He is very yeah, tough. Yeah, after they ra- after they rated him last in the preseason rankings, you know, and I guess when they rated the quarterbacks of the SEC in the preseason, they actually had him last. And mm-hmm. like, to see what he's doing is like, you know, shutting all the doubters up. It's almost bittersweet. With a tough schedule, two out of these yeah. three games. And today there was a guy on on the station from Pro Football Focus, and he talked uh, exclusively about college football and SEC. I forgot his name, but it eludes me anyway. And he he said, you know, Graham's playing okay, or you know, Merch is playing okay, and he said that he was okay. And I thought to myself, well, who's playing? I know the SEC is appearing to be down. Who's playing better at the quarterback position? What would Alabama give for him in that offense? You know, I, he's we, he's already better than okay. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He's, he's oh yeah. So and like you said, he was rated last. I saw a couple of those, and it, it's nice to yeah. see that Billy was Billy can identify talent. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, he's definitely good. And one thing this game showed me is that we can play with almost I guess like almost any good team at home. But now I'm anxious to kind of see how do we play against a good team on the road, which I know that'll be in two weeks against Kentucky. That's now the, the next step. I mean, we, we saw it at home with the help of 90,000 awesome fans, and if you yeah. can go on the road and do it, then I think the narrative certainly changes nationally. I think we, we can see it here because we're around it, and you can see the progress. Yeah. And, I mean, me certainly, from what I even saw from week one practicing to now week three, um, but uh, yeah. it would be nice to change the narrative nationally. Yeah, definitely. And I kind of figured after that Utah game, what I was thinking was it was just a lot of those guys first time playing with each other. Mm-hmm. But it did seem like the team was more together, and it actually showed in the Tennessee game. And I mean, I mean, I, I expected us to win. I thought we was going to win, but that was pretty impressive. The score of the game and the way we just like put the foot on the on the gas in the first half and took off. And and you have um, a team that just likes playing with each other, but you have now a center, Antonio, that I think that's what they were missing in that first oh, game. Oh, yes, he came so, back. That's right. Yeah, yeah Aguakin comes back, and, I mean, that really solidified. I mean, that's the guy making the calls, too, and I just he knows what he's doing there. And that's not to say Slaughter's not going to be good eventually, but he, he's not Kingsley, and oh, yeah, he, that made a he, huge he, difference. 
Yeah, he's a veteran. He's like, you know, the quarterback of the offensive line, and that's and the center is one of the most important positions on the O line because he's like the quarterback of the O line. Yep. And he's been playing since he was young. Mm-hmm. Seems like he's been here forever. Um, yeah, right. How about yeah. how and the, and you know those linemen are athletic. Um, they're big. They are. That's objective. Their size is their size, and they are pretty athletic. Yeah. That first game. I, you know, I wasn't betting on anything at that point, like, but I was hopeful that you know sometimes O lines take time to gel. There was a lot of new guys out there. Um, yeah. It looks like they might be gelling. But let me ask you this, Antonio: who does who does ETN remind you of? Because he doesn't need much. He's kind of small, but bowling ball like with some speed. Yeah. He, I don't know if you win that game against Tennessee without him. You probably still do. But who does he who does he remind you guys of? Oh, good question. Are you saying like as a former Gator great or well, there, just anyone? Well, that's one guy, He kind, but he's faster than him. He's not as shifty, but he is kind of he's slither. He's a different – and just in general, who who would you say ETN reminds you of? Not his brother. No. Oh, definitely not his brother. He's a whole different – he's a whole different style from his brother. His brother is more speedy, but he has like more power, and he's very shifty mm-hmm. for his – for the way he runs the ball. I think he runs with power as well. You know how to break on tackles. It seems like elusive to me at least. He's just he's fast enough. When he broke that, I was like, oh he's gonna yeah. get he's it. He's gone, nope. yeah. That Emmett was like that. Yeah. Emmett would oh, get wow. through and and you'd be like, oh they're gonna get him and they just don't. He was just fast enough. He could, he yeah. was, and then there is a and I'm not saying he's Emmett Smith, but I see a little bit of that. I don't know what it is. They're totally different. Emmett had the big shoulder pads. But I, I'm trying to hey, think man, who he reminds me of. Hey, man, he does have the potential to be that great, though. I mean, the way he performed as a freshman and now he's doing it as a sophomore. I can't remember the last Gator running back who had a 1,000-yard rushing season. It was uh, Taylor? Kelvin Taylor. Taylor yep. yeah. Wow. And I think I think the way at the pace NT going, he could be a 1,000-yard rusher, but I know he does share him and um, – Montreal, I know they share almost equal to carries, but he have he just have that break ability. Like every game, he's like anytime he can touch it, he's like he have he can break. Well, and that's the difference that we've normally seen because last year they got about the same number of carries each game. They would always, mm-hmm. but he stuck with Etn this time because he was the hot hand. So he way out carried Montreal. There's. I love Montreux. Yeah. And he had that nice play where he kind of – Cut he back almost, for the, the guy touchdown. almost got the ball out. Yeah. I've watched the game twice, and, you know, the Tennessee guy kind of yeah. grabbed the ball, but he was strong enough. That's good training to hold, to hold on. on. Yeah. But when Montreux's yeah. running the ball, he's special. I like him a lot. There's just a big difference when ETN is running the ball. I don't know how yeah, to explain he, it. He, he, he has what uh, – that it. Like, you know, that it factor. They call it like he just it to me. Yeah. Like. I don't know. Like his, like I said, I think the future bright with him. And uh, another kid, by the way, do y'all know the status, the status of uh, Eugene Wilson? He's got a clavicle issue. He's another guy that I'm not going to say has the it yet, but you can see it's things. It's there, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, he's, he's out this week, hopeful to get him back for Kentucky. Jeff, I don't know if you know more, but it's a clavicle, yep. collarbone Bruise. They they were very glad that it because you can break that. You've seen that many times. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's that's a while. That's an osseous bone healing. But hopeful to have him back for Kentucky. Oh man, I, I hope we do have him back for Kentucky because for whatever reason Kentucky been been having our number and I, I, he will be 
I think, a very good key piece to the offense. I, I had a feeling that Billy Napier was going to try to use him a lot in the Tennessee game just based off the game before uh, when we played Manise State. I don't know if you guys noticed the way he kept feeding Gene Wilson the ball in that game. And I was wondering, was it setting up for him to, like, kind of have a breakout against Tennessee, which it looked like he was headed that way into that. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. he got five catches on the damn first drive, or five touches. Yeah. yeah. So, they went right and left on that pitch. Yeah, the, How cool was that? Plays, I was like, yeah. okay, we'll give it to him on the right. Yeah. I was, right. That, that was cool. Just shows right, you what he yeah, can I'm, do. All right, Antonio. Yeah, good, thank you, buddy. Right, have a good one. Yep, good to hear from you. All right, we need a uh, break, so we'll knock that out and come back with more. You're listening to The Tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Isabella Mascioli. The playoff-bound Tampa Bay Rays will be facing the Los Angeles Angels in Game 2 of their three-game series after their 6-2 win Tuesday night. Tune in at 6 p.m. for coverage of the game. The Gators men's tennis team opened their season tomorrow in San Francisco in the Battle of the Bay Classic. Head coach Adam Steinberg will lead the Gators for the first time in match play. Florida soccer continues their Southeastern Conference with two upcoming matches. The team will be traveling to face Tennessee in a match at the Regal Soccer Stadium in Knoxville tomorrow at 7 p.m. There's also a couple high school volleyball games around the area tonight. Oak Hall will take on St. Francis and Buells will travel to face Gainesville. This is your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Isabella Massey. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. There's not many of us out there that really like going to the doctor. Well, I do want to tell you about a doctor that's amazing and essential for our everyday lives. It's the docs at Auto ER. A proud partner of the Florida Gators, they make you feel comfortable, don't take a lot of your valuable time, and most importantly, they'll always find the problem. With five locations around town, they'll proudly serve families and drivers like you across Gainesville, Alachua, Jonesville, Newberry, and High Springs. And as they love to say, it's for the life of your car. Check them out online at theautoer.com. It's an ER you'll actually like going to. International Diamond Center's values are so compelling, it's not unusual to see people here that are not local. Every day, we have people that drive an hour, an hour and a half, even two hours. IDC owner Keith LeClaire. People are willing to drive because they've heard it's not a typical jewelry store. For example, did you know IDC has one of the largest selections of luxury pre-owned Rolexes in America? Thousands of hard-to-find Rolex watches, Submariners, Daytonas, Pepsis, Batmans, all in perfect condition. We scour the world to find only the most pristine, super clean watches. We only carry the creme de la creme. And like everything else at IDC, these watches are at a price that's guaranteed to give you maximum value. We price them to win the customer, not lose a customer. International Diamond Center. For pre-owned Rolexes, exquisite rare diamonds, premium designer jewelry, and exceptional white glove service. You're going to want to come to IDC. It's worth the drive. International Diamond Center in Celebration Point and online at shopidc.com. Total Control. 
We'd all love that, wouldn't we? You can have total control of your home environment with help from Electronics World. Let the pros at EW install a system to control your audio, video, lights, locks, thermostats, custom shades, garage door, and more. Plus, monitor your surveillance cameras with just one app. Now that's total control. Electronics World. Visit our showroom in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. No radio access? Don't worry. We have you covered. Listen to Gators play-by-play anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Coach Steve Spurrier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF and anywhere in the world on WRUF Radio App. All right, we back. Jeffrey and Paulie. Paulie. <laughs> Did people call you that as a kid? Oh, seeing my, we're going to Also Mio, meeting JJ. Yeah. His, his girlfriend, my wife. Which, which are both the Bellas. Okay. Right? Isn't that yeah, weird? Yeah, that so is weird. got to say my Bella or his Bella. <laughs> and my mom, and that's, that's what everybody calls me. Okay. That's my Instagram. Nice. Polly G. Polly G. This is what it is. I don't know. Sounds like a Jersey Shore kind. You'd be on Jersey Shore with those dudes. <laughs> Cabs here? Is <laughs> it Jim Tan Laundry? Did you, I know you watched that show. In the beginning, it was like yeah. guilty pleasure. Like You couldn't take your eyes off. I know. It was so real. Yeah. You know? Um, oh, God. Yeah, but... I mean, that's just, that's what I grew up to. I've got like ten nicknames, man, and they're all natural. They're, yeah. None of these, I you know, I, I just you know. So, but Paulie's the big one. All organic. So my family calls me. So. All right, we call this guy Ryan. All oh, the the nickname that I want to call him, we uh, we can't say on the air. What's up, dude? So you you I thought your lead name was speaking of attractive and good to watch. I thought you were going to say you were going to our next caller. <laughs> Yo, Paulie. Yeah. Good to hear from you, man. Uh, so obviously, um, you know, the main reason to be excited about beating Tennessee is that gets us one step closer to our goal and, you know, we're building and, you know, SEC East and all those things. But the previous caller um, said something about it, you know, watching it again or whatever. And to me, it's those little things like that when you win a game. And I don't know what y'all's TV streaming is. Mine's YouTube. And so it's got your little homepage and suggested things. And since Saturday night, every time I've turned my television on, the Florida-Tennessee game has been somewhere on some, some ESPN, SEC, whatever. And I'm like, it's so fun to just see that and not go, oh, God. And, and to want to watch SEC football final, you know, and the college football final, just those little things as fans. You know, because even during the game the other night, um, of course, I'm always listening to the, the broadcast and have the sound down, but they're showing the clip of the, the 0-1 game when they come in here with Clawson and beat us. You know, and even you see that, you just go, oh, you, you know, you just, so you just – the little things, and here lately, you know, we we see thousands of people every day roll through through the Chick Fil A, and Lord, the last couple of years, the, the Florida State shirts of the the population of FSU fans has just crept up suddenly. Um, and uh, <clears throat> Polly, since you're there, I got to say, the other day I saw this uh, young man being corrupted by his father. He was wearing an Alabama hat and a, a Mets T-shirt. Oh Lord, wow. I don't even know how yeah. you get that. That's like a lost <laughs> bet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you I know, know. 
How do you even it end up father, with that? Father and son, and I was like, and I saw, and I wanted to grab the kids. Say, come here, come here, come here, real quick. Let me tell you something. But uh, yeah, pure corruption there. But uh, just those little things that we can start to kind of be proud of, and like, you know what I mean, and feel like we're slowly creeping back. And um, I got something for you. I wanted to. Yeah. I, I was going to mention this today at some point. This is the perfect time, and I didn't forget, which okay. is even better because I worked yeah. all day too. Um, the ratings. I, I follow weird things like that. Like I look and see what Florida got on that game, and it was a highly rated game. They got four and a half, five million, or something like that, and that was the the third, fourth highest in the last five, six years for that time slot. That's good. Which is really good. Yeah. I want to add this because I was talking about it. The last thing I'm going to say, Colorado, Colorado State at 10 p.m. got a 10, 9.5, 10, which is by, it obliterated the record for that, for that time late, slot. Yeah. But I thought, you know, like, oh, yeah. but the Florida, it, people are still watching. Florida is still a big deal at that time slot around the country. Mm-hmm. So I, that made me happy. Yeah. So. Well, it was a you know it was a limited schedule as far as games that were really kind of worth watching nationally, you know. And if not for Dion and the and his deal going on in Colorado, I mean, because I was just little snippets of national shows throughout the week, and they kept saying maybe this Florida Tennessee, I, you know, remember when that was the big game and that game determined the East and all these things, and you know, and, and you see it at seven o'clock. And I do believe, if not for what Dion was doing at Colorado. In his first home game, I, I think they might even you know been here with game day because to me it was the biggest game on the on the schedule other than that one as far as you know kind of what it meant. It um, it always was, and it's nice to sort of see it bring back to to relevancy and and you know I think it was cool even for here because we get to be a part of the the calls every day and you, you hear a lot of the negativity and certainly after Utah and. Gosh, even over the summer leading up to it, I don't know how good Florida's going to be, and Napier doesn't know what he's doing. But to have the crowd they did against McNeese, and then I think you knew Tennessee was going to be that way, but, I mean, that just showed me a lot that there's, there's people that are still wanting this program to, to be big. I mean, they've marketing's done a good job. I think UF's done a great job of you know getting the people to come back and do certain discounts and specials and stuff. And, you know, I know they're doing that for even for Charlotte for this weekend, but... I mean, it's it's a a hard ticket again, and and that's kind yeah. of a cool thing. For sure, not you know not having fan apathy for for McNeese, you know that that's definitely showing something. And my daughter was looking up <clears throat> for some tickets the other day, and she said there's students trying to sell tickets, the Vanderbilt seats for four and five hundred bucks. I'm like, oh, oh man, don't pull that down. But <laughs> no. I'm like, you know, it, it's starting to be a ticket. But um, you call up Bobby D and get them cheaper than that. <laughs> Yeah, right. I don't know I how he still does it. <laughs> what do you sell? How do you to... scalp now? Do you digitally scalp? I did see a dude walking around with five printed tickets. I was like, those can't be real. Like, I don't even know if they have that anymore. Yeah. that's. I yeah, I don't think they have it anymore. But, hey, a uh, quick word on volleyball. And, um, you know, we love to use the cliche, next man up. And, of course, in that case, it would be next, you know, lady up, next woman up, whatever. But starters are a starter for a reason. And, um and in volleyball, I mean, you know, just about any sport, it, sometimes it's a game of inches, and sometimes it's that, I mean, that, that starting setter and what Stucky can do with maybe a bad pass, mm-hmm. that she can turn it into a, a good enough set that they can go up, you know what I mean? And, and the timing's off, and I listened to, I was watching, I had multiple TVs on, I was kind of watching it as I was bouncing around the house doing some stuff, but I was also listening to Tom and uh, Nick, 
Tyronis, and he, you know, as the game was getting later, and he mentioned a few times where her, you know, it would be some sets that were off just ever so slightly. And when that throws your hitter, you know, your hitter off, and she can't do what she, you know, what she's there to do and really bring it, I mean, that just makes a huge difference. But, I mean, she played her tail off, and, uh, you know, and as she gets more reps and gets in there, she's probably going to get her timing down, and and I think they might be fine, you know, but. You hated to see it because I mean, this like you go back to when Ajon Gokberg years ago. That that team should have won a national championship. You know, I was like, just want Mary to get one. Dang it! I know. You know, so why, why is an ACL got to get in the way? Yeah, the year that Benavia hurt her knee. That was the early two thousands, and they were really, really good that year too. Yeah, I mean, no injuries last year when technically they weren't even really that good. So yeah, it's uh, right. it, it sucks to have happened this year for sure. No doubt. All right, man, we yeah, got to hit the I'll top get... of the hour. Thanks, yep. Ryan. All right, brother. Appreciate you. That'll do it for uh, our number one. Woody, swing the bat. You're in the on-deck circle. We'll get with you to uh, start off our number two. Hey, that rhymed. Jeff and PG, here till six. You're listening to The Tailgate. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gatto's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Oh, how great it would feel to have your 20-year-old knees, shoulders, hips, and back. You know, you don't think about your pains when you're in your 20s or 30s, but you wish you could get that body back when you're in your 60s. I think QC did that for me. For Patrick, it started with a simple phone call to QC Kinetics. One day I was driving and I just heard the radio and I pulled over and took the number and I called them when I got home. Maybe that's you and you're listening right now. Why wait? QC Kinetics Regenerative Treatments uses your body's own natural biologics to heal and restore damaged tissue without invasive surgery or harmful drugs. And as for the results... My knees are as good as they were when I was in my 20s. I'm really happy with what happened. For Patrick, it's like QC Kinetics turned back the clock. Now it's your turn. Call QC Kinetics today for your complimentary consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550.
I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melvin Law, we won't back down. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five-star star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air let's do it it's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it. I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. All right, welcome in or welcome back. However you're tuning in, we appreciate you doing so. Wednesday edition of the Tailgate, our second hour brought to you by Meldon Law, Jeff Cardozo, and uh, PG here today. Uh, Duels is speaking to the Ocala Quarterback Club tonight. Good old boys down there are going to get uh, schooled up on some dualies. So. Where are they doing that? Ocala. They always do it at like the – there's like an Elks Lodge or Big Lodge. Okay. It's always fun to go down there and talk to, the, to that group. They always make you uh, pick games, too. And oh. last time I was down there, I think I finished like third out of everybody. But, yeah, they have like – it's cool. They had, they do like a pool each week and whoever wins and then you get to pick it out and have fun. But good group down I'm, there. I'm doing – have you ever heard of a 33 pool? Mm-mm. It's where you you agree to get in. We paid a good amount. You get – how many teams are there? Are there 33 teams in the league? In NFL? Yeah. 32. 32, okay. Yep. 32 teams. The league is called 33. You, you get one team by, by random. Okay. Last year I had uh, Minnesota, which was a good team to get. Yeah, Because for the regular if you season. hit 33, if, total points, doesn't matter if you win or lose, you get the pot. And it rolls over every week. It's 100, and then whenever you have to go back in, like it gets one, then you put, put the money back in. This year I got Arizona. Oh, no. I was like, God, but they scored 28 against the Giants. Okay. So I don't know, but I've never done, I did it last year and this year. I won it last year. Uh, so I, I did pretty well. Nice. It's just kind of fun because you're looking for something else something to do. Something different. Yeah. Yeah. It's like those little pyramids that we, or the squares, or, mm-hmm. you know, so. 
Good Pretty stuff. Cool. All right, good uh, good calls in the first hour. Let's see what we can get in uh, hour number two as Woody will uh, lead off today. Hey, Woody, what's up? Woody. Woody. So Woody got scared, <laughs> intimidated. Uh, call back, Woody, if uh, if you can't hear us or if you're having uh, some phone issues. A uh, well, lot of Florida talk, of course, as you would imagine. It's weird to look at the polls now and not see like three SEC teams at the top. It's been kind of fun to see now Georgia, Michigan, Texas, Washington. I mean, stupid Florida State's up there. Notre Dame's killing it with Hartman, which I think you knew. I, I saw something with Hartman, which is crazy. So assuming Notre Dame has a bowl game, Notre Dame's Sam Hartman needs to average 3.2 touchdowns a game to break the NCAA record, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I would have never thought that. No, I wouldn't have thought that. But, I mean, the way he's tearing up, he's completing passes. I mean, they're playing good. They are. But, you know, it's – they're always pretty good, and then they get blown up. Right, it's something. Yeah, you know, like – What's his name? Kelly left the team when they were in the race for the playoffs, which he knew. Yeah. But I I still don't agree with that, by the way. Awful. um, But the parody right now, man, I don't. Georgia misses Stetson Bennett. Mm -hmm. Alabama misses Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. Um, But you got to think as the season goes on, the physicality, the, 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 the level of players in the SEC, some teams are going to rise to the top there, um, and then it shake itself out. But it is there's a lot more parity, and I, and I don't know why that is. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe the quarterbacks aren't as good. Hartman's good, right? But yeah, like very good. Top to bottom, like who's the best quarterbacks in the country? Obviously USC. Um, yeah, Penix has been really good in Washington, so that's what's what's making them good. Um, who's the best quarterback in the SEC? Right now, yeah, it's good. you really almost good could question. say you, you Mertz. say Mertz is right there because I mean, if, yeah, the the numbers aren't overwhelming. Alabama's on their second. Mm-hmm. They're um, going to go back to Tennessee. There are they got billboards up to go to the the backup to the youngster. Yeah, yeah, five star kid. I guess he's from California or something. Forgot his name. Big time recruit though. Yep. That they got. Um, I'm not sure if that was McDonald's money, but. Didn't seem to hurt them in recruiting very much when they went on probation. Yeah, but, not um, at all. But yeah, I don't know who the best quarterback is in the SEC right now. Yeah, it's good. So, good question. Maybe we'll see if uh, Ole Miss can do some damage to Bama. I mean, it could. They could got be like him. four guys that could play somewhere. Yeah, which is weird. Like, very weird. It's too many. But yeah, the the parity is there. Eight of the twelve pack twelve teams are actually undefeated. Half of the ACC is undefeated right now. Seven of those teams. So there's a lot. All right, I think we got Woody back. Let's see if it works. Hey, Woody. Yeah, hey guys, how's it going? Good, good to hear from you. You hear me? Yeah. All right, you got me this time. Okay, hey listen, earlier you guys were talking about uh, the comparison of ATN and Emmett Smith. I said that last year, and I'll give you I'll give you kind of a rundown where I see it. Okay, 59205, big butt, kind of <laughs> slaloms through the traffic, and then he hits it hard. First guy almost never brings him down, and he and everybody says he's too slow, but nobody catches him. You know, and I see it. I, I, so I'm with you guys there. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying he's going to have that great career or nothing, but I can see what y'all are talking about. It's that patience as he goes through the line and how guys bounce off him. And I'd like to tell you a little Emmett Smith story. It'll take 30 seconds at the most. 
uh, that I heard that, that I see with ATN. When I was going to UF, I, I started in fall 83. Emmett Smith was there, okay? Um, I, I was sitting next to some, some football players, okay? And they were talking about Emmett. And I just sat there. I didn't belong. I was this little 150-pound nothing, you know, just, just hanging out, having to be sitting there. And those guys were like, they were laughing about how good he was in practice. And the line that I remember to this day, almost 40 years later, the guy said, brothers be bouncing off him all day long. And that's what <laughs> happens in the game with ATN. The first guy don't get him. That, that, that 62-yard run, that safety wanted nothing to do with him. Bumped into him, didn't even want to dive and grab his ankles. You know, so I totally see that. And, and I'm, I'm looking forward. I hope it keeps growing, you know. I, I did see a stat that said that ETN led the country last week in yards after contact. Mm-hmm. So that that it, yeah, that might be part of it too. And then all of a sudden That's he's three. You want he's when he bumps off of that he's like three yards up from the next guy. It's yep. very unique. Yeah. Yep. I wanted to ask you a quick question about Charlotte, and then I'll get out of the way. Um, I was wondering what you guys are looking looking to see. You know. Uh, I hate to diss Charlotte, but I'm kind of looking at it like this is a progress game, a tune-up game. So, uh, you know, what are you hoping to see? I'm hoping to see a little bit nastier defense, maybe a turnover or two, a little bit more hard-hitting. On offense, I want to see a little bit more um, variety in the play calling, but I do understand we just had two two games in a row where the defense gave you what they gave you. But still, sometimes there's holes in the middle of the field you can throw the ball 15 yards instead of five. So uh, just a little bit of that, uh, you know, I don't need to see trick plays or anything, but just, just consistent growing in the balance, the, the play calling, the, the smoothness. You know, what do you guys want to see? Yeah, I, I think just somewhat of the same. But, but what I mean the same, not what you're looking for, Woody, is just from to, to pick up from last week and what they did in the first half. Like, if you watch this offense and all that movement and the different things that they're doing, they couldn't really do that last year because they didn't really have a quarterback to kind of fit what Napier wanted to do. And it, it's amazing to me how close and how much timing it takes to do all that other stuff. And, and they're executing perfectly now. And they did it really well in that game. It's you know, I, I think even from the standpoint of when you got those guys in motion, Mertz can see what's going on, and then he made that quick decision to Pearsall on on the left side, going on the you know towards the south end zone. So th- there's a lot of things that they're doing that they just need to continue to kind of gel with. And again, they're only three games into this, but the more and more they work on that timing and stuff, then they're better they're going to be for Kentucky because Kentucky that's what they'll do. They'll play defense. You know, they've got a coach that always kind of hits you in the mouth and. They're not going to be scared, so I think Florida needs to be running on all cylinders. So just, just kind of do the same. Just pick up where they left off and just be fluid with it. And I, yeah, I did you guys? I think did you guys see the report, the the injury report. Are Merch's hands okay? Yeah, he'll be all right. I think okay. You got to target Thanks, your. Pl- Thanks, Woody. See you later, Woody. You got to target your playmakers. Mm-hmm. You got to have them have enough looks, yeah. right? Uh, Pierce, you know, Wilson probably won't play this week, but Etn should lead the team in carries this year. Not by a big margin. I just like to see the the guys that the ball should be in their hands, they're targeted a little more. And maybe because you haven't done it a lot, you know, the Livingston and Boardingham, I don't know how good they are, but even Odom over the middle a little bit. 
that might open up soon. Mm-hmm. So th- that's that's kind of the things I'm looking for to like take that next little step. Agreed. So, all right. Speaking of uh, balls and hands, playing a golf tournament with this guy, you see uh, balls coming out of his hands from the woods all the time. Tony, what's up? Jeez. I was wondering where you were headed with that. I wasn't quite <laughs> sure. God, I I don't see um I don't see Emmett out of UCN. I, I just Emmett. I think um I think Johnson's more of a stockier. Emmett was what's that? Yeah, a little little stockier. Build build yeah, wise, Johnson not, does it, but I, I I I do like the comparison from the inability to bring him down and, and always churning. So there's definitely a similarity and there. just enough speed. Yeah. Emmett, Emmett started in, in 87. He was so good at, to me, he was so good at thinking, kind of going to the pilot. You think he's got like two or three yards, all of a sudden he's got seven or eight. And then the carries add up, and, he, and eventually he'll bust like a 25-yarder, and all of a sudden he's like, you know, 22 carries for 175 yards and like two touchdowns or something. Um, I, I, I was trying to I was on hold trying to rack my brain for, for who might uh, ETN remind me of it. He's so unique because he's, he's really great at catching balls out of the backfield. and um, Maybe like a Eli Williams or even further back, he wears the same number as Lorenzo Hampton, so maybe that's, that's part of it. And, uh, Lorenzo Hampton was super good at catching, uh, catching passes out of the backfield. But Johnson's got that cutback, too, that Emmett had. Um, you know, four or five yards past a lot of scrimmage, get a second level, and just you know, cut back and catch somebody with their feet. Uh, it's, it's fun to watch both these guys because they, they both bring so much to the table and you start to see how many weapons we have. Um, you know, it's only game three, and I'll be, I was impressed that night for sure, but I'll be really impressed if we go to Kentucky and don't screw around with them for the first time in like seven years. Exactly. Like, they're really good at hanging around until we do something stupid that can cost us the game. really overwhelm me except now because we screw up. Boy, that that'd be that'd be great. Um, you guys were talking. I kind of had to play catch up on the tailgate the last couple of days. Um, you guys were talking about the guy going on the field the other day, and uh, second year of the Jaguars. We had uh, I think the first or second year we had Green Bay came here on a Monday night, and somebody got on the field. And this past Saturday with everybody else, I was there for somebody to just clock that dude from Tennessee. Well, the sheriff here in Jacksonville, his name was Matt Glover. He was a big dude anyway, but his son, I don't know if his son played football or not, but his son was humongous. He absolutely destroyed a guy that came on the field <laughs> during that Jacks Packers game. I mean, form tackle, like, perfect. And, bro, like, Jacksonville in their first or second year, like, they want Bam this fight. This guy cut play linebacker. He might be better than what we got. So, um, but anyway, we're, I was waiting for the German Shepherds to catch that guy that came on the field. Yeah. It would have been. It would have been cool. He just kind of gave up. He, he lasted a while. Yeah, the big, well, that's like, what we, we were. Lasted the story, the bigger story, Jeff would have been if you came on the field like you like you said you might. Have. I know it would. It would. I mean, it would have been. He would have been miserable for a long time. <laughs> I, but going back years ago for uh, Florida Tennessee, speaking of getting tackled, uh, I run into Fred Weary from time to time here in, here in Jacksonville and. Um, Funny memory with him is he uh, recovered a, a Jay Thomas fumble in the '95 game, and he's got nothing but green grass in front of him except for Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning somehow wrestles Fred Berry to the ground. So <laughs> I always, whenever I see Fred, I'll, I'll remind him of that. But BG, I, I know you're, you're uh, I guess it's 
Yeah, I saw it on national news. Your, your son said it to, to JU. If you're allowed to, um, I, I mentioned about uh, White Bortles, his brother, being on staff now at, at JU. Are, are you allowed to kind of talk yeah. about that relationship a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't even talk about that with you, Jeff. We mm-hmm. talked a lot about that personally, but that's cool you mentioned that. But, yeah, um, he's Blake's brother. So when I met him, it was on, on the visit which is JJ's only a, a junior, so he hasn't played his junior year, but it's an unofficial visit, but it's a visit, so it's the way they have to set it up. But we met him, and I'm looking at the guy, and he's younger, not not 22, but, you know, mid-20s, 26 maybe, 27, anyway. And I'm like, I know this guy from somewhere. And then he, he talks, we, we're talking a lot on the golf cart, sh- looking at all this stuff, spent a lot of time. And he goes, yeah, my, bu- my brother was Blake, uh, Blake Bortles. And I'm like, man, that... You look so much like him, and he's tall. Yeah. And he played at Old Miss, and he's the hitting coach there because you know Wilk Wilkerson took the job with the Yankees. Um, but great guy, super invested in the program. I think JU's, you know, they got they put guys in the league, and and they got a good program and, and beautiful little campus. I mean, we didn't we had no idea it was that nice. Um, you got everything you need there. You know, um, looking really looking forward to it. They're gonna let JJ play both ways. Good, yeah. Which is which is a big deal nowadays. Yeah, it doesn't happen much. And then with the transfer portal, Tony, you know, college teams aren't signing ten high school guys anymore. You know, they'll commit right. ten, and then they'll decommit by the time signing day comes. Five, um, Ju and, and some schools like that aren't doing that. They're trying to get the young guys and grooming them instead yeah. of having to go to a lower level. And and they try to hold on to them too. Coach Hayes is big about you know we don't want you to leave. You know. So, but we're really excited, man. Thank you for mentioning that. Super, super hyped up. Yeah, he's Hayes is from here. I think he went to. I want to say he went to Wolfson. Um, but uh, yeah, Ju dropped football years ago, so they've they've uh, they're, they're trying to spend as much money as they can on baseball and basketball and uh, some other things too. But uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't get up there too often. I, I did go to the, the Gator game last year, uh, the baseball game. They they try to. I get. I think. Jeff, they alternate between UNF and JU every year, so yep. um, they'll they'll go to they'll go to UNF. I did notice uh, immediately after UCF changed coaches, they're right back on the schedule again. <laughs> That's exactly right. No more love, ladies. So they're back on. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, all right. I'll keep listening all week. Uh, Charlotte, the, the lot. Read up on Charlotte's head coach. He's. Uh, He's a unique dude. I, I'm kind of. That's the only thing I'm really looking for this. Yeah, season, that's a fascinating. Watching dude. him look like he, watching him look like he just uh, got finished mowing the yard. <laughs> All right, Tony. Appreciate it. Um, is Jalen Jones their? He's starting their starter. Yeah. So that's another little storyline. Mm-hmm. He cost us Chris Steele yep. in a roundabout way. He didn't yep. get in trouble here, but he got in trouble. It was like, hey, maybe you need to play somewhere else, kind yep. of thing. And seems like he's righted the ship. And you know, young kids. You know, need need to need to learn, and hopefully he's learned, and he seems like he's rebounded pretty well. And, and I know you'll know this name because you're big in recruiting. Remember how big Cormani McLean was? Oh, dude! And the Gators didn't get him, and like everybody in the world freaking out. Miami commit, then yeah. He commits, then he goes. You know, so he's with Dion. Yep, and he's not playing. And somebody somebody he? asked him. He's like Cormani McLean is just he's in his own way. He's not good enough for us yet. So even from a guy like Dion not playing him, maybe that'll make Gator fans feel a little bit better. But, yeah, that was like the end of the world when Florida didn't get Cormani McLean. Yeah, that was a really weird commitment because Zach had told me some things back in the day, like when he was a junior. So uh, uh, Pat wasn't even doing the show at that point. Yep. Me and Zach were together a lot when you were gone. Yep. And 
I, I guess I can say this now because it's way, way past way the past, point. Yeah. But they even were like making a commitment video to Florida. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I couldn't say anything to anybody. You know, I, I'm keeping my little sources down. I, you know, but we, some of us kind of knew. And then I think the game just got big, you know, NIL started coming in and, and maybe you stop working and then, you know, you, you hear all these things and you have all these skills and you just don't work on your craft yeah. and then other guys pass you pass up. You up. Speaking of JJ going to JU and all that, as soon as he committed there, which is D1, big deal nowadays, and we were super happy, super blessed. The next week, this was on a Monday, Labor Day, I wanted to see if he was going to miss a workout, if he was going to give me a complaint, you know, because it's kind of like you let the foot yeah, off Dad, the I'm gas. good. I did my yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Not once, man. Yeah. And I didn't have to say, hey, man, you know, you're hitting with Langworthy tomorrow. You going? You know, he was like, I know. I'm like, okay. Good. He's excited. So yeah. maybe Cormani didn't do that. Yeah, probably part so, of it. So, you know, so. No doubt. Good stuff. All right, we need a break. We'll come back and uh, keep the conversation going. You're listening to The Tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Alexis Vivanco. The Tampa Bay Rays will play the second of a three-game series tonight against the Los Angeles Angels. The Rays ran away with the win in their first matchup, taking it 6-2. The Angels are expected to go without star player Shohei Otani with a UCL injury for the rest of the season. Coverage of tonight's game begins right here at 6 p.m. Florida Gators soccer continues SEC play against Tennessee tomorrow night at 7. The Gators previously lost to Missouri 3-2 and are looking to get back on the right track. There's some local volleyball in the area being played tonight. O'Call takes on St. Francis at home in a non-district match, while Buholtz faces off against Gainesville High. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Alexis Vivanco. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida, and with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo, and if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small, they do it all, from service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021, or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, y'all, it's Kyle from Leonardo's. 2023 is flying by, and suddenly it's football season. Get your friends and family together and come on down to Gainesville's iconic restaurant, Leonardo's Pizza Millhopper. At Leo's, we're serving our famous deep dish pizza, heavenly garlic knots, and the ever-popular salad bar the same way we've been doing it since 1976. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for the sexy food pics and the fundraising calendar. And, of course, don't forget to say you heard me on the tailgate. Oh, no, not only salsa do. 
We're constantly telling you about all the great things that you can go buy at Oaks Jewelry at a fraction of the cost of getting things at the mall across the street. And while that's still true, now's the perfect time to have Oaks Jewelry buy something from you. Gold and silver prices have skyrocketed. And if you got anything just laying around in the drawer or you just need a little extra cash, we'll take it to Oaks Jewelry and walk out of there a winner. The price of gold hasn't been this high in a really long time, so now's the perfect time to stop by and get the most out of it. Turn that old jewelry that you never wear into a great trip somewhere this summer. Oaks Jewelry, making people sparkle and smile for decades. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melden Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melden Law, we won't back down. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. No one likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. ServPro is the only official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators. The Mary Wise Show, Monday evenings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Hi, right, welcome back. Jeff and PG here with you. Right back to the phones we go. David joins us next. Hey, David, what's up? Hey, Jeff, David, and Tallahassee. Um, I've probably, in the two years that Billy Napier has been here, I've probably heard uh, most of his you know pressers and comments that he's he's uh, given to the media and the public and so forth. But uh, I'm just wondering that if uh, if you and, and you know, kind of behind the scenes, possibly have have has coach indicated along the way that uh, this year that he feels that we're behind in certain areas of uh, team development, player development uh, this year. Not not to me at all. I, I think he's really happy with where they are, and I mean, flat out made a comment to me before the first game. And I think that's why I was even I was so surprised, and, and I think he definitely was too. But he he flat out said. I, I love where we are right now. I'd be surprised if this team didn't play well today. And that was, you know, the morning of the Utah game. And because I asked him, I said, you know, how, how has that development been? How are guys buying in and understanding? And he said, it's exactly, you know, where I want it. He was able to get rid of some of those bad seeds from a year ago. And, 
you know, I think all the guys that he brought in have that expectation of what he's going to be like. And, you know, he flat out tells them that this is what I want when you become a Gator. And if you choose to say yes and, and come here and sign that scholarship, then this is what you need to do. And I think all those guys are certainly buying into that. So I think he's happy with it. Well, it, it sure seems to me that uh, Coach Napier is very careful about who he brings into the program. Yep. He does a, a, a thorough job of uh, checking these guys out before he brings them into the program. And I, I, I 100% support that. We sure don't need any bad eggs and, you know, anybody spreading any poison in the locker room. I just think, uh, you know, we just need a few more five-star players and we'll be okay. And, I mean, PG knows this more than me because he, you know, is all into that stuff. But that's exactly what's happening. I mean, just just the amount of guys – and this is the difference, David, from what this staff is doing to what Mullen's staff is doing. Mullen just yeah. kind of expected guys to, to come, and if they didn't want to, then he didn't really care. There wasn't much of a buy-in. I mean, you probably – you had people on the staff texting the players, acting like they were Mullen because he didn't want to do it. And now you have – a person in there that gets it, buys into it. I mean, you saw some of those, I don't know if you saw it on social media, but you know there was a lot of really good recruits here this past weekend. And after he talked to the team in the locker room, everybody's going home. He's out on the field at 1130 at night talking to these kids. So there, there's an investment there for sure. Well, yeah, as one former famous coach for the Florida Gators said, recruit daily or die. Very true. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> All right, David. Thank you. So they they got a uh, high four star. He's right outside the top one hundred running back from Plant High School, mm-hmm. who they really targeted. He's like, you know, who knows how he's going to shoot up, but whatever. But he's just about to crack the top ten overall running back numbers uh, or percent, uh, rankings, yep. and he's right out. He'll be a top one hundred guy if he stays healthy and has a good good season. So that was a big get. And then if you are on Facebook or Twitter, did you see like during the Tom Petty celebration, all the recruits with their parents getting blown away by that? Yeah. And uh, that atmosphere and some of the things that I, I was reading um, from what some of the recruits' perspective, guys that are still still looking at Florida, it went really well. So, and, and they're recruiting already at a high level. So if it can get even better, yeah, um, yeah I mean. The yeah, there's still a few guys out there that, yeah. can even improve this class more. And I think the, the neatest part, too, is when you hear some of the comments of the guys that are already committed that are saying, hey, we still got something out there yep. special. There's something in store for this group. I, I, I saw one of them, eyes open, yep. with the five-star Mississippi kid, the, the edge. He's like, keep your eyes open, yeah. which means something's coming. Yep. And and if Napier could say anything, there's probably, you know, there's probably something in the works there. Yep. Um, I don't know how many slots they have left. I I don't think you know it, it's going to be saved for high end guys. Remember the years of filling it in with these with these you know roll of the di- I'm not knocking anybody. I'm not saying that somebody's better than the other, but like not as highly rated guys with some upside. Mm-hmm. I, I think those days are are kind of over. Yeah, you got to be legit now. Yeah, to be included in this class. David joins us next. Hey, David. Hey guys, you know um, my biggest letdown as a Gator fan had to be Dewan Black. Like, that had to be the one that, as a recruit, you heard all this hype, and he was such a big recruiter and everything for us and wanting kids to come here. I say kids, young men to come here. And it just seemed like he could never be in a position to be, like, the athletic freak everybody thought he was. 
But, um, I mean, I think he wanted to be Reggie Nelson really bad, and that just wasn't going to happen. He didn't really have a position. That was, and, and he couldn't – he was like a tweener. Had a bunch of tweeners at that time, and he was like, okay, is he a linebacker? He wasn't big enough, obviously, even for outside linebacker, but he wasn't quite fast enough for safety. Yeah, and th- but he played special teams pretty – pretty well you could see some talent there when he would get down you know but you're you're right and he did recruit for florida pretty heavily and i was pretty disappointed when he had to go to junior college because i know his background a little bit and i I rooted for him and you didn't hear a lot of complaints but he just never really did much well you know like there's i'm never gonna knock a kid for going to a school they feel like they're gonna be better at like, you know, you do you. If you transfer out of the program, as long as you don't badmouth us out the door, I will always root for you. And that's how I feel about it. And, I mean, I didn't hear him say anything negative, so I wish him the best wherever he ended up there. But um, talking about this year, uh, I don't see Napier being someone to run any trick plays or anything like that. Maybe he has one or two in there, but I don't see a whole lot of that coming down. But I tell you, with ETN's speed, I think running a Statue of Liberty play would be pretty fun to watch. I don't know if we can make anything happen with it, but I think if we were going to run one trick play, I would love to see that. What do you guys think? Man, I have. When was the last time you saw that play, the Statue of Liberty? Uh, yeah, been uh, Boise State against Oklahoma in the bowl game. <laughs> yeah, there, I remember that. The, that was the day the dude proposed too, right? To the cheerleader? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys, uh, I'll ask you one more question, and then I'll head on out. Um, I see Mertz kind of getting better game to game, and Saturday Down South just came out with their QB power rankings, and they have him ranked 12th out of all the SEC quarterbacks. So I'd just like to hear your opinion on that, and you all have a good one. <laughs> 12th out of I mean, how can 14th. You got the most efficient passer right now? Played two top 10 teams. Um, he's taking some hits, man. I, I was worried about him after uh, the Utah game. I, yeah. I didn't think he would. They had to shore that up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he took some hits at Tennessee. Well, and, I, and I hope people realize that he is more athletic than what you might have thought to be able to. That, that He did my go-to play in flag football back in the day, a little that? pump fake. You know, he's trying to scramble, and then all you got to do is pump fake because it gets a defender up in the up air. In they the think air. they're always <laughs> going to stop it. Um, and he did that, and the stupid Tennessee guy fell for it. He's got some moxie to He him. does. That little I, – I never, I'm never going to forget when he when, – he didn't quite pat Mahomes sidearm it, but he changed the arm angle at the right time and just, just slid it right by him. He knows where to go with the yeah. ball. I'll tell you what. Coaches are paid to win games at – Unfortunately, even at the high school level, right? Most mm-hmm. of them will lose their job. I mean, that's the way it is. At the college level, whole nother ball game. They get paid really well. But if you asked all the coaches in the SEC right now, if they watched the film of everybody, everything everybody's done, I, I don't know a team that wouldn't want Graham Mertz in the SEC right now. So that list is complete just – Horse poop. Yeah. Yeah. So are they, are they ranking two Alabama quarterbacks that <laughs> ahead of him yeah. that didn't do anything? And I, I don't know. I just totally disagree with that list. Yeah, I'll try to pull up that list now. Yeah, on, on and I wonder if that see. was updated at all because I, I don't know. He's played really well. You can't well. have Milrow ahead of him. No. I mean, the, the, the Vandy quarterback, I can go on and on. Just off my eyes, I, I mean, can you rate Milton ahead of him? He just beat him head-to-head. Yeah, So probably not. Um. 
what's it, Beck from Carson Beck from also up, up in Jacksonville, who the Gators did want and you know went up there. I wouldn't rate. He struggled. He, I mean, he's been okay. Um, Mertz is what is he completing? Over seventy percent. Seventy five percent. Yeah, come on, that's a really bad list. And if that's pro, did he say that was pro football? Saturday down south. Oh, Saturday. Down. I usually, I mean, I read their stuff. Um, but the guy today from Pro Football Focus was also saying he's okay. I think he, he's not. He's not, you know, the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. But he's way better than okay. We've seen a lot of okay. Yep. <laughs> you know it when you see it. Yes. He's good. He's. I'd, I'd even say he's really good. Agreed. So. All right, we need a break, so we'll knock that out and come back with more. About 20 minutes to go. Give us a call here on the tailgate. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Yes. It's hot out, an obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you, 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their life Licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into awful pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold hard cash, or trade it up for something snazzy. Play It Again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for, and it's located right on University and 34th Street, so it's easy to find, and I'm there all the time, so I just might see you at Play It Again Sports. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. This evening, increasing clouds and a chance for showers. Storms that do pop up will move from southwest and northeast across our area, and locally heavy rain rates will be possible. Cloudy skies tonight, lows tomorrow near 70. Tomorrow afternoon, a mixture of sun and clouds on and off showers possible all day. And again, locally heavy rainfall will be possible, turning gusty tomorrow into Friday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. 
This Keep it on the down low here. is the Dan Patrick Show. What is more real, Colorado's success or Alabama's struggles? At the end of the year, will Colorado be more successful than Alabama struggles? Or the other way around? Because right now it feels like Colorado feels real and Alabama feels real not being a real threat. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9 right here on WRUF. Pass, set, kill. We are your hall for Gator women's volleyball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, welcome back. PG and Jeffrey here with you today. Um, so I got the list. When was it, when was it updated? Week after week three. Oh man, that's horrible. Who are they putting? Says um, okay, Daniels. Yes, I I I knew. Jake I was, Daniels won. Yes, I agree with that. He's playing great. Yeah, he's been he's been good, and he was really good against Mississippi State. They he's been good for a destroyed. while. Yeah, and I think going in though, he was the best quarterback yeah. in the league. Yeah. So that's Jackson Dart, who said he's got a real chance to help himself if he can beat Bama this week. But then you got KJ Jefferson at Arkansas, and he wasn't very good. He got sacked four times. He got picked off and just wasn't good. Now, I would say Spencer Rattler's better than Graham Mertz, the way he's playing. I don't trust him as much as I do Mertz. I think he has the wow factor and yeah. if he gets hot, he can bust he can he can win a game for you, but he can also lose a game for you. But he's been better at that lately, right? Like yeah. not turning it over as much. Yeah. And I watched that whole QB one thing with him and I didn't like the way he treated his backup. Yeah, he's you remember that? Cocky dude. Yeah. And he just, you know, the way he left Oklahoma and he just but he has matured a lot. You could argue that one. You could put Mertz right there. I, you could. I, I, yeah, they're, so. they're very similar. Um, he's been sacked 11 times in the last two games. And he ha- how many? He had two. And it's Georgia, but didn't he have a couple picks? Just one pick. Oh, just the one late? Yeah. Okay. Well, he played pretty good then against that defense. Yeah. So. Connor Wegman against A&M. They've got fifth. I don't know. I haven't really watched him much. But if you look at like the QBR metric, he's – been really good. Second highest grade nationally behind uh, Tyler Van Dyke of Miami. So he's finally playing good this year. That was Pat's boy last year. Pat said he was going to win the Heisman. I know. I remember that. And then he was But you know, A&M also already got, they they lost to Miami. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even close. I know. So, you know, okay. So yeah. I do remember when he picked him to win the Heisman though, Van Dyke. Yeah. Carson Beck, six. I mean... You can put Mertz anywhere in there Easily. at this point. Yep, because then that's Brady Cook, Missouri, Devin Leary, Kentucky, and they've got Milton at nine, which I don't know. And then, I mean, how do you put Jalen Milrow ahead of yeah. Mertz right now? 
It's not. Milrow at 10, Peyton Thorpe of Auburn at 11, and then Mertz 12. And here's, here's what they say about Mertz. Not going to win any beauty contests for his stature or his game, but when Napier's offense is working, less from the quarterback is more. Season is a tale of two games. High-volume stat line against Utah, then a dismal rating, not his fault. Contrast was relatively pedestrian line in Tennessee's win. 19 of 24. How is that pedestrian? Did everything he needed to do. 91.6 rating. He didn't attempt to pass more than 20 yards down the field. So you don't need to understand the inner workings of QBR to get the gist. The less he has to do beyond hitting his marks, the better. So they're basically saying he doesn't throw the ball down the field, so he's not any good. So that's why. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't agree with that. Plus, you know, if you want to go off pedigree here, um, Mertz, I know Rattler was very highly rated. Milton, I, Milton, Milton was high, a highly rated kid when he went to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Out, I'm talking about out of high school, yep. just recruiting. Uh, who else is on that list? Dart. Dart was a big time recruit when he went to USC. Yep. Those probably are the only guys on that list that had a higher, you know. QB and 11 Rattler, rating. Oh, I said Rattler oh, first. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he was like he was That's like right. one or two in the country, right? He was a highly when he went to yeah. Oklahoma. Uh, but those three, so I mean, you know, Mertz has the pedigree. He's a third year player. You know, I looked at his numbers more. When he was a freshman, he was almost what, like one to one interception mm-hmm. um, touchdown. And then as a sophomore, he was basically two to one right there. I think he had 18 and 11. I'm just going off the top of my head. I'm not looking. That's a pretty good improvement, and the team was falling apart. So he wasn't as bad as we all thought he was. Like I don't know. Like I, I and it, and it was an offense that wasn't really anything. So how do you rate a guy that's done that? You, it might not be sexy and the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. How do you put Milrow ahead of him on any list when his pedigree yeah. was higher? Yeah, he's done he's it played, longer. Started thirty-two games before he even got here. Milrow's. Yeah, Milrow got. Benched for USF, and he's rated a higher. That that just, I don't know. I know you got to rate things, and it's getting clicks too. Look, how, two people have called today talking yeah, about talking that about list. it. So. And and here's what they say about Milrow: his freakish combination of arm strength and athleticism open up the entire playbook, forces opponents to defend the entire field, and maximizes the offense's quick strike capabilities by ground and air. Yeah, no. no. Well, then why is he short hopping, dudes? I mean, give me a break. You know the where, where's Bama's court? Uh, co- is he from Notre Dame? The coordinator at Bama now, because the transfer, yes, the quarterback, yep. and I can't think of his name that replaced Milrow was his player last year at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I was surprised Milrow start. I think Milrow had, does have all those skills. I, it's just putting it together. But I was surprised. You know, you had the continuity that you didn't go with the other kid first. But I guess he was on campus longer. I mean, that's a tough thing. You're there, you know. Nick's there all the time. You know, that's their staff decision. But I would not rate him higher than Graham Mertz, in my opinion. Well, and if you look at each week and where they've had them ranked, they had Mertz 11, week one, dropped him down to 13th for week two and three, and then moved him up a spot to uh, to 12. So, with Mertz, I feel like the Gators can compete in every game they play this year. Yeah, I agree. So I'm happy. He won't make the mistakes. That, Napier and, Napier was right. Yep, he was right. That's what he needed for this team. Yes. And then go bring in Lagway and let him be that 
dynamic guy when you get a lot of other guys around and, him to and learn. Hopefully, Mert stays yeah, another, another year. year. I yeah. think he will. Sure, and that's great. So I I like the way it's set up. I'm happy. All right, we got to get our final break. We'll do that and seal the deal on a Wednesday edition of the Tailgate. Right after this, Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Alexis Vivanco. In the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will play the second of a three-game series against the Los Angeles Angels. The Rays took Game One of the series six to two. Tampa Bay is currently two and a half games behind Baltimore in the AL East. Coverage of tonight's game begins right here at 6 p.m. Gators men's tennis will travel to San Francisco to compete in the Battle Debate Tournament, which starts tomorrow. The three-day event will see teams from all over the country compete for glory. To round things out, Gators softball has released their SEC schedule, which features highly touted matchups against Alabama, Georgia, LSU, and the SEC Tournament in May. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Alexis Vivant. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. At Gatorland Toyota, we give you the easiest car buying experience ever. With Express Shopping, you can shop and buy your vehicle entirely from home. We'll even deliver your car to you. Want a customized Toyota? With our pre-order program, you can get the exact Toyota you want. And if you have a vehicle you'd like to trade or sell, we'll buy it whether you buy from us or not. Come experience how Gettles got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you You will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you won't you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. When you buy a diamond at International Diamond Center, you can bring it back a year from now, trade it up to a bigger one, and get 110% of your original purchase price toward the new diamond. You pay me $10,000 for my diamond. When you come back and you want to trade it up, you're going to get that $10,000, plus we're going to give you a bonus of $1,000. IDC owner Keith LeClaire talking about IDC's industry-leading diamond trade-up policy. So you're getting 110% on what you paid for that diamond. Who else does this? I'm going to pay you more for that diamond than you paid me in the beginning. The 110% upgrade is just another thing that separates IDC from the rest. We stand behind what we sell. We know what we're selling, we believe in what we're selling, and we know the inherent value of that diamond. At IDC, your trust means everything. We want you to feel that you can buy with confidence. International Diamond Center. Highest quality, insane selection, guaranteed best value, full transparency, and the strongest consumer protection warranties in the industry. Our job is to keep you as a customer. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Gator Talk with head football coach Billy Napier and the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Thursday nights at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM. 
WRUF. This is Florida Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dewey, right here on the ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, well, uh, final few minutes here on a Wednesday edition of the tailgate. In case uh, we run out of time, Jose, thank you for uh, working hard as always. And, of course, uh, PG for uh, coming in, gracing everybody with his presence. It's thank always you, uh, fun to have him. Porter's next. What's up, dude? Not much, guys. Um, PG, you're that uh, at a pool, you were talking about being 33. Is it? Are you, if a team scores exactly 33, then they... Uh, win the pot that way? Is that how yes. it works? Or what? I've never done it until last year, but yeah, you you win it. And, and I've actually seen it twice last year. It was rare to hit it, but two teams hit it. So then you split. Sure. And, so um, if, if, no, if, nobody, if one team hits it on a given week, then they take the pot that week and yep. then everybody wants to re-enter at the end of the next week. Yep. And if they, don't, then if they don't, then do you re-enter again so the pot keeps building? Or, yes. or do you, does it just wait? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Pretty okay. interesting, right, and it's fun because it gives you something to look at. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's different. Yeah. If it rolls over to the Super Bowl, 33 is an unusual number. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, Jeff, one thing uh, that I know he's mentioned is the fact that uh, we found Monday, we found out that for uh, how smart he claims to be, Dooley didn't know what a clavicle was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? Very true, I, yeah. I, I was shocked. I was, I was kind of well, surprised. But does, does he know it? Because, you know, in anatomy, in the medical field, you use Latin – does he know it as the collarbone? Probably. Yeah. He, no, well, I, well, people know what a collarbone is. I, I'm just kind of shocked he didn't know the, that term. You yeah, know? but that's the same It's, thing, it's a basically. relatively, you know, relatively, you know, common just, <laughs> Um And, uh, Jeff, I want to ask you, any any word on a Caglion pitching during the summer or uh, you know, early fall? or um, you know, did, how, did, Was he somewhere? Have you heard any, any feedback on Yeah, he, he on, played uh, for Team USA. He didn't pitch. Um, Neely was up there and only threw like five innings. They just really rested those guys from throwing all year. So Cags just was a hitter for Team USA. But he'll be back you know, okay. throwing in the fall. Okay, sounds good. Um, uh, main thing with him, I think, is just his consistency. And, yep. And uh, you know control. Um, so. All right, wonder about that. Go Gators. All right, safe. thanks, Porter. So, uh, Cags was rated the uh, was it Baseball America the yep. number one prospect for the twenty four draft. Yeah. Yep. And I would agree with that. And and just with his bat, sure. some of those exit velos and where he puts balls. Yeah. I'm How like, strong That's he is! So unique. That's the it. Yeah. There's and nobody else throwing ninety five. And um, the other thing I wanted to mention, just last thing. Yeah. Lang uh, Langford. We talked about Clark going up above him in the draft. Mm-hmm. Man, I still don't understand how Detroit passed him up. I know he's he could pl- he could play right now in the big leagues easily. He'll be there next year. He may they may call him up at the end. Triple A's only got like a week left. Yeah, and then um, uh, Sterling Thompson's playing great. Yep, he's doing really well. Yeah, so he he's not he's double A I think. But he's not far off. You can jump up if yeah. a team like the Rockies. Oh, double A easily. There's not a, and a lot of talent at all. Yeah, he could be up next year too. I mean, think about that outfield. It was Fabian, Jacob Young, who's already made the big leagues now. Yep. And then Sterling Thompson, and then of course Langford was right behind them. So like the last four Gator outfielders all got a chance to be in the Man, bigs. That's that's impressive. Pretty good. Let's get uh, David to finish things off today. Hey, David. Hey guys, how you doing this afternoon? Awesome. Hey, uh, 
So Billy doesn't know what a clavicle is. Uh, Sully couldn't count to six. We didn't hire him to be professors. Anyway, hey, um, <laughs> Mertz, I hope they keep uh, underestimating Mertz. The, the week leading up to uh, the Tennessee game, listening to Knoxville radio, man, they kept referring to Wisconsin. You know, uh, I guess they had not seen him play against Utah. Yeah, and, that's that's uh, the, the lazy way of doing it and I think a lot of people have done that nationally because I mean I guess that's all they have to be based on and that's why I don't like these national writers that write all this crap because yeah they haven't seen it down here or any a part of it they're just all lazy and they're gonna say he wasn't any good well there was a lot of factors why he wasn't good up there they just don't have the time to look into it yeah it's uh that's kind of crazy but last thing is uh you know, uh, this week I've gone back and I've watched uh, the 94, 95, 96, and 97 Florida versus Tennessee games. And, uh, man, you know, I already knew it, but we had some tremendous athletes. And what defenses? You know, we had some great defenses back in the day. And one of the best ever, one of my favorite Gators, unfortunately got a serious injury, was Ed Chester. That guy was a monster. But anyway, guys, have a great day. All right. Thanks, David. Yeah, remember that Ed Chester? Yeah, man, that he was. He got the insurance too, because he was barely. that good, and he got it just before it happened. I spent a lot of time at the Boys and Girls Club over there by Buholtz. I yeah. went there. That's where I met Steve Russell. We coached okay. an AAU basketball team together. Nice. His son was on. Okay. And did the cookouts out front to raise money. I, it was like the bad news bears. <laughs> man, we we were taking that little bus van around the country. Yeah. Anyway, and Ed Chester, when he after he got hurt, wound up working at the Boys and Girls Club. He got nerve damage, yeah. and that leg actually atrophied. Wow. And uh, the players were really distraught. Remember that? Oh yeah, that, it was yeah. huge. So huge but he, deal. But he's he's living a good life, man. I think he's still involved helping kids, and thank God he took that insurance policy. Yeah. Heck yeah, that yeah. was huge. All right, well, I was living my best life today with you here. Thank you. Me too, man. Appreciate it. Yep, thank always you. good to uh, to have you again. Uh, thank you to Jose. Remember, we're at the Swamp tomorrow, so uh, if you want to come by and see us, we'll uh, be having some fun over there and then at the uh, UF Hilton on Friday. Another game week. So uh, excited to do that. For PG, I'm Jeffrey. Talk to you tomorrow.